welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. My name is Matt. I'm Courtney. What do we do? We talk about the do-dos and don't-dos of personalized learning. That's right. And this week, we're talking about some of our own strategies that talk about SEL. Yeah, social emotional learning and building culture, paying attention to uh, mental health, behavior, and um, that other stuff. things. Other things. <laughs> I forget what the three things mentioned in the article were in the the because last week we talked about right one of the um, most significant research papers or from uh, 2021, and this mm-hmm. one was about. Uh, quote unquote, high performer, good schools, right? What makes a good school? Uh, schools that focus on SEL in addition to, or just as much as academics um, seem to generally be better mm-hmm. in okay. a lot of ways that listen to last week to find out yeah. why. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a really good conversation digging into that report. And so this week, as we've been doing with each one of these uh, studies, we've been trying to put our own spin on it and show some successful ways uh, or our favorite ways in order to incorporate the results of the study. So this week we're going to, we're going to try, well, I'm going to try, Courtney's going to do sharing some favorite ways to incorporate SEL opportunities uh, into schools with kids. Yeah. So I'm going to struggle with this one, to be very honest. Why is that? Well, mainly because I have some ideas that I want to share, but I don't know if it's really based around SEL stuff. So I'd like some good feedback sure. on that. So. Well, so I was just sitting here thinking that, you know, I think there's a trend right now for there to be very clear and kind of targeted or delineated social emotional learning, learning, yes. right? Yeah. Um. I'm going to make the argument that there are a lot of things that can fall under the umbrella of social emotional learning for sure. Mindful minutes, breathing, teaching learners, all of that kind of stuff is social emotional learning. And so is teaching like executive functioning, uh, teaching skills about, you know, decision-making, um, conversation, having respectful dialogue. It's all SEL. Mm -hmm. Um, so our listeners hear us talk a lot about culture, right. And kind of some of it. So I, I think all of that falls under SEL. And I also don't think that in order for something to be a high quality, social, emotional learning opportunity or learning experience, that it, it, it does not have to be packaged as a, as an obviously delineated social, emotional learning opportunity. I would even go further and say some of those special places are where some schools kind of fall down, where SEL becomes a class or a specific program, but we never talk about it any other time. Right. And I just don't think that flows well for kids. No, it doesn't. It's weird. It's just another thing at that point, like math or English or SEL. And it's like, those things should all be like combined together. Right. So I, I think there's some danger signs, but I like where you're going because of what the things that I'm going to mention are definitely not SEL based. Okay. Kind of like I, I consider them SEL adjacent. So let's have you start. So, uh, cause I'm sure these are better than whatever I'm going to say. 
Oh, that's not true. They're just we'll see. Different. We'll see. You have good ideas. Let's put it. Way. Hopefully, they're not the same thing. That would be hysterical. Our podcast will end early if that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, I think so. I I I think focusing on strategies that give learners agency and let them give them the chance to consider themselves and their behavior and make their own choices mm-hmm. is one of the biggest bangs for your bucks. So mm-hmm. um, I really, really like any kind of anchor chart or SOP that, that does that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even to take it even further, identifying the need for an SOP with an individual learner or with the whole class is to me is one of the 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 best social emotional learning moments that there is. Now I love this because if you're a longtime listener, we've talked about SOPs mm-hmm. like all the time. A lot. Yeah. Uh, and we are definitely in the right pathway for what we're going to be talking about. Uh, but we I don't think we've explicitly said about the SEL portion of when we set up these different SOPs or I like how you said identifying the opportunity and the need for an SOP. So can yeah. you can you explain that a little bit? Sure. So um, in my head, I was thinking, and we often think about SOPs simply as things about like, I need a pencil, right? Or, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of more basic, but they can be about more sophisticated needs. Um, <clears throat> so let's say there's, it's a class that has, tends to have higher frustration levels, whether this is a content or just a particular group of kids, right? Let's imagine I've got a small group of um, writers that I'm working with who struggle physically with writing, um, whether it's like because they never got the pencil hold down or whatever, with just some weak muscles, you know, in their hands, like whatever. Um, I've got, you know, maybe I've got six kids that just really struggle with writing. They get frustrated because the physical act of writing is difficult. So I might have them in a small group and kind of wait for one of them or two of them to show that they're frustrated. And then I could say, hey, what are you feeling right now? Right. And maybe I pull out my feelings wheel or something, you know, and and kind of get them to identify that they're feeling frustrated. And then we can, I can guide them through a conversation about what are some things that one can do when they're frustrated, but they know they might have to keep going with something, right? And so particularly for writing, we might come up with three things, right? Number one, put the pencil down, shake your hands, right? When I feel frustrated when I'm writing, first, I'm going to put my pencil down shake my hands. Second, I'm going to take a deep breath. Third, I'm going to think about exactly what the next thing that needs to go on the paper is. Done. And then each of those learners, so then I'm going to make like a little private, like personal SOP for them, right? That they can keep in their folder or their notebook or on their desk or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that's it. And so we've, I've helped them identify the situation, identify the need and make the SOP and given them the tools to use for themselves. I love that. That makes sense? Yeah, I love that. And that's nothing too complicated. Nope. Uh, It's, uh, I really like how you said it's designed maybe just for certain kids, 
that mm-hmm. need that SOP as opposed to here's our classroom thing when we get frustrated. Um, so you're making it very personal to the learner also. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's really good. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you're welcome, Courtney. <laughs> so so the path that I was going down was is a very similar one because I, I've been talking a lot about uh, what we call learn learning menus. Yeah. For uh, for academic stuff, uh, but what they are, they they're, they're also called capacity matrices, or I've heard them called personal tracking matrices. There's all kinds of different ways to do it, but basically, it's splitting up a a scale, a proficiency scale, into certain things that uh, the individual things that kids can do or need to show evidence on mm-hmm. uh, to be able to to demonstrate in some fashion, and then they gather their evidence and they start advocating for themselves on where they are on a particular scale and identifying what's next and how they can attack it, what's next. So I think there's a lot of uh, learner agency involved in that, in teaching kids and creating those conditions for agency Mm -hmm. that we don't think of as traditional, I'm gonna say traditional SEL stuff, even though I'm not sure if there is a traditional SEL way now because it's, coming to the forefront now. So I don't think we think of it in those terms. I think it's just a way to help kids with academics, but we're really teaching kids a lot of different skills when they actually have that learning menu and can be able to identify where I am and what I'm doing next and start advocating for for themselves about what they're learning. Yeah, well, there's goal setting, there's perseverance, Mm -hmm. there's um, organization, right? There's, there's, yeah, there's a lot going on in a capacity matrix or uh, a learning menu when you teach learners how to use them and they start using them successfully. Mm. There's a lot, Con- just even confidence, right? And self-awareness, right. awareness of their own learning. Yeah. All of those, it's all social, emotional learning. Mm. It is. Um, so I think other ones that, um, Another one that might be a little bit more traditional, quote unquote, or, or more common. Um, I really like scaffolding conversations. Let's call it that. So when you give the learners sentence starters mm-hmm. for specific types of dialogue, specific types of discussions, and then have them practice using it with things that are kind of silly. So like if I want to teach them how to disagree with someone um, politely or respectfully, I think is a better word than politely, but disrespect, you know, um, disrespect someone politely. No, that's not a thing. It's a different thing. <laughs> uh, um, I might have yet an anchor chart up with example language, and then I might ask them to to have a disagreement over like ice cream flavors, Mm -hmm. right? Something really benign (laughs) that Mm -hmm. could get heated in a fun way, not Mm -hmm. not in an actual emotions are involved involved kind of way. because the, the more we do those kinds of things and give them and practice those kinds of skills in less charged situations, the more they're able to use them successfully in charged situations. I totally agree. I totally agree. I think that's a fabulous one. Um, So what I would like to see from our listeners is what is your favorite one? And 
maybe it's something you're doing right now that you don't even think is SEL, mm -hmm. but we'd love to hear about it because this, this whole study made me think a little bit differently on what SEL could potentially be that is not, doesn't feel like something extra, especially right. in this time of, you know, super weird learning still for the two straight years into our third year now of just weirdness add-ons really don't really work as well but what are we what are we already doing that is sel and we just need to think about it more and make it a little bit more explicit and i think we'll uh align to some of the values of, of that study that we were talking about last mm -hmm. last time where it's intentional doesn't mean it's an add-on right so i really liked i really liked the more i, I dug into that uh, what it meant and how schools are doing it. So some, some of you listeners are probably doing this stuff right now. We just mm -hmm. don't know it. So if anything resonated with you today, please let us know really at all things Peeler and MC on every single platform that exists that we're on. It's terrible. We should be on TikTok, Courtney. We could, we could be. No, TikTok. no, I'm not doing that. We could have somebody do it for us. Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I know, I know another co-host that might be very interested in doing that. Uh -oh. Uh, uh -oh. Yeah. The other, the other Matt that's hanging around, he'd be very interested in doing that. Um, and so with that, we'll uh, talk next week. We're going to start with another study. Uh, mm. next week, do you remember which one we're on for next week? What number it was? Was it number, number nine about uh, project-based learning stuff? Sounds right. I think that's right. There were, there were only three that we highlighted. There's only three. Yep. So this oh, yeah. is the last one. We'll put the link into the, into the show notes so you can read ahead. Um, but next week, we're going to talk about the study about project-based learning. Yes. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.